0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Thriving in Business, and as part of the Inspiring and Pioneering Females in Business series, I'm incredibly grateful and very excited to introduce this week's guest, the wonderful Lisa Johnson. Lisa is a business strategist who has helped thousands of people make money online through passive and semi-passive income streams. She has been a guide and voice throughout the personal journey, my business journey. You may know her for her highly successful launches, a popular one-to-many program, or the incredible membership that she's got, but today I'm talking to Lisa about something a little different, something quite controversial, something close to my heart, and something I don't see many, if any, anyone else, talking about online, and that is integrity in the online personal development and coaching world. And how Lisa is stepping out and leading the way to create a morally better industry for us all. This is going to be a great episode, and I invite you to dive right in. You're listening to Thriving Business with me, Kirsty Waite, the podcast that unpacks the realities of creating a business you love. It is my mission to help you become more confident, empowered, and intentional about how you create your business allowing you to create fulfillment, freedom, and success from your business, whatever that means to you. Each week, I'll be showing up to help share and inspire you to create a business where you can thrive. So let's dive in. Hello and welcome, Lisa. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for joining me. And as soon as I decided to create this um, podcast series, I knew this was a topic I really wanted to cover. And I knew that there was one person that I really wanted to have that conversation with, and that was you. (laughs) I'm so glad that more people are covering this topic. It's long overdue. Absolutely. And let's be really honest, the reputation and integrity within the online world, the coaching world, it's pretty poor right now. It's really bad at the moment. I think it's got worse in the last year. Hmm. I absolutely agree. And it's a really taboo subject, isn't it? And not many people, there's a lot of fear around talking about it. And it's quite controversial. The the reality of it
1: is that it puts people off when you talk about it. So if you're looking to Mm -hmm. make money, and you're looking to, to grow your following and all of that kind of thing, talking about integrity isn't the way to do it. Because the second Mm -hmm. you do that, you lose followers, you lose buyers, because people don't want to think about the more negative aspects of what we do online. But I always think morals over money. And so it's still worth talking about, even if you lose money and you lose followers.
0: Absolutely. And because you're doing it with from a place of integrity, aren't you? And like you say, morals over money. It has to be, right? It has to
1: be, and especially because in this industry, in, in any industry, it can change. Like people can change an industry. We've seen it with lots of different things where if enough people – say okay maybe there's a better way of doing things it does actually
0: change Mm. it but it is going to take a few of us to start that process. (laughs) Yeah so let's dive right in because earlier this year you intentionally chose to step out and become quite vocal about this and I know you've always talked about integrity and it's always been something that you've talked a lot about within your business but I because I've been around your world for quite a long time like a number of years and you've on the inside like I've been part of your memberships your programs I've heard this a lot from you within the inside but I've seen a huge difference this year that you have actually stepped out and started to be really vocal about these practices um what really drove that decision to become so vocal externally about it I think seeing the harm
1: that was happening the more clients I have the more I'm privy to experiences that they've had with other people. I can't tell you a month where I haven't had somebody come to me in the last five years crying because they've lost all of their life savings on someone that conned them, Um, and they don't really know why they did it, and they didn't really know what they were getting themselves into. But also I've been in plenty of masterminds, and in the masterminds I'm in where they're they're seven to nine figure businesses, I can see behind the scenes. I can see what's really happening. So when people are shouting about, you know, how much money they're making and then they're crying, uh, you know, to us saying they're not making any money, that I can't deal with that because I think it's so misleading to people who are buying their stuff. And I just think it's wrong. And I've always had this whole thing about fairness. And for years I've gone on about it. In a like you say, I have talked about integrity the whole time since I started my business, since I saw how dangerous this inside online industry can be. But this year, I just thought I no longer care whether I lose money because of it. And, you know, maybe I haven't been as vocal as I should have been in the past. I just thought there needs to be a better way. I've actually, even since doing that, have changed again a little bit. And I've realized that You won't change an industry by calling out. I was calling out quite a lot of things that were happening that were just really harmful. And, you know, I had two people, to put this tactfully, somebody that said something earlier this year um, to sell a course on weight. They said something that made two of my clients attempt to commit suicide because of it. That's why I called it out, because it was too important for me to just sit back and not call something out. However, what I've realized is it doesn't matter how much you call out this kind of stuff, because what's going to happen is that won't change the opinion or the minds of the people doing the bad stuff, because they know Mm -hmm. they're doing it. And they know they're not, they're not, you know, accidentally doing it. So what needs to happen instead I've realised over the past sort of two or three months is instead of calling out the bad practices, the only thing I can really do now is show how it can be done in a good way, how you can make lots of money in a good way. Because then what people will do is they'll see that and Mm -hmm. they'll more likely do it the way you teach. So I've even changed again since you've seen me calling out (laughs) bad practices because I can only learn as I go along what's
0: going to make the biggest difference. And I think people just hearing your your thoughts and you sharing this as you go like you say you learn and yourself as you go I think that just is enough for someone to inspire people to go there is a different way let's just listen and learn and it's really interesting hearing from someone of your status because you are on that level with people seeing behind the scenes and then still hearing it because I get people that come through to me and say they've had these really bad experiences with these coaches, they've lost all their money. And I'm seeing it from an external point, but you bring in that perspective from an internal point, which I think is really, really interesting. Um, so what was the, What did you have any reservations, any fears about doing it? Was it, was it a choice? Because I remember, and I hope you don't mind me sharing this, beginning of last year, I think I was in GSD, when it was GSD, you know, yeah. you were talking on a wind down Friday going, Is, and you were really, and I could really feel you going, is it my place to do it? Should I do it? And inside of me, I was going, yes, Lisa, do it, do it. And you were really reserved about whether this was your your time to step forward and talk about it. So I just wondered what kind of fears lay yeah. underneath that decision. There's
1: always fear. I think people think I'm really strong and can take the backlash. And to an extent, mm-hmm. that's true. There's always going to be fear when you are talking about bad practices in an industry because those people that are doing the bad practices they are going to come after you mm-hmm. because they don't want to stop losing their money by mm-hmm. having to do things in a, in a good way by not mm-hmm. lying about what they can do by you know these people that are, are doing things in a manipulative way to be able mm-hmm. to sell they want to continue that because it's working it works manipulative yeah. selling we know it does um and they want to continue doing that so if somebody stands out and talks about it they're going to do everything. They're going to club together, and they're going to do everything in their power yeah. to have that person discredited. And that's what happens every single time I do this. So there's always going to be that fear of doing it. There's always going to be the realization that you are going to lose your some of your peers that are on the same level as you because they've been doing it for years, and you know you might be masterminds with them and things like that, and seeing not everybody I'm in a mastermind with is doing things wrong. There are some brilliant people in masterminds I'm with doing really integrity-led things, but there are some that aren't. And there's not many people that are going to want to have you in a mastermind if they know that you are going to talk, you know, fairly openly, that you're always going to find people in all different spaces that you're in that aren't doing things right at every level. Um, yes, there's always going to be fear of that. There's always I've been bullied online my whole life. So there's always going to be fear of that. And that's exactly what happened when I called something out earlier this year. All of that person's followers, they did not care that she was doing something wrong. They didn't. What they saw is someone's calling her out. We must defend. And so... Mm-hmm. You know, I got all sorts of threats and things in my inbox at that time. And whereas I'm used to it and I'll still do things for the greater good if it means, you know, less people will feel harmed by someone saying something they shouldn't. I'll still do it. Mm. It's always going to be that edge of, of like, should this really be up to me? But if we all think, should this really be up to me? Yeah nothing will ever change because it will just continue people know that it's scary to do it and so they know that they can do whatever
0: they like and get away with it and that is scary isn't it because sometimes when you think about these things like some of the tactics like that are very the more well known ones like the pay to play the and switch the secret offers and things like you think in a in a normal world you think that surely can't be allowed to happen And it wouldn't be in a normal world
1: because our normal world is regulated. There are rules around selling in the normal world. Unfortunately, online in this industry, it's completely unregulated. Whether you're a coach, a consultant, Mm. whatever you decide you are that day, um, it's unregulated. So the invisible Mm. office is a really good example. You know, when people started this earlier this year, selling things for you know 111 pounds, but you don't know what it is. Uh, if you buy it, it will be good. But I'm not going to tell you whether you need it or what's even included. But tomorrow it will go up to 222 pounds. Mm. By the end of the week, it'll be 777. That tactic mm. was used in the 80s on on well known big market stores to yeah. con people. It was called they were called ghost offers. Then um, the same tactic has just been bought into online, and one person does it, and people go well, that seems a bit wrong. I'm not sure whether that, that can be right, but she's really big and she's doing it. So we must yeah. be okay. We're following her. And so yeah. then suddenly you have 500 people doing the exact same thing because one person did. And then everyone else goes, well, if all of these people are doing it, then it must be okay to do it. No one's standing yeah. up and going, okay, it's legally okay to, for you to but, do this. But morally, yeah. should you be making people buy something they don't know if they need? Um, by using fear,
0: trauma, and FOMO tactics, yeah. to do it, and I don't mm. think I could. no, absolutely. How many people have you had to step forward like me? That's gone. Thank you so much for talking about this. Have you had a lot?
1: A lot. So every time I do, I'll have someone going. I really, I, I, I thought this, but didn't want to say anything. Or mm. you know, I've been. Con- I get hundreds in my my emails every day of people that have actually been conned by things like this and said you know I just didn't know what to do about it because so many people are doing it um I get a lot of that but I will get just as many people mm-hmm. on the other side saying mind your own business you're tearing down women mm-hmm. and all of these different things um yeah. make it so that I'm the bad guy
0: yeah I've put because my main platform's LinkedIn and I've kind of done a couple of things where i thought oh I think I'm going to get a reaction here and people have said things like um gr- people are grown-ups like they can make their own decisions they don't need you telling them things and it's like it's awareness isn't it I'm not telling people what they should to do. What they do is just yeah. highlighting something that's happening because a lot of the the tactics
1: that people are using that are manipulative are very covert mm. you wouldn't even know you were being manipulated yeah. until later down the line if ever yeah. um you know there are quite a lot of people That were my clients that went into a a container that was run by someone who's you know really big, and it was all kind of the language. It was all very fluffy, all energetic. Mm. There was no tangible thing, and they paid you know up to a hundred thousand. Some of them remortgaging their houses, and afterwards, (sighs) I would say, "Did you make your money?" And they'd say, "Well, no, I didn't. I didn't make any money back." But I did feel good oh, while I was in it. And I'd be oh like, that's, "That's NLP and hypnosis. That's exactly yes. what that is." Oh. Um, but unless they know that, and some of these yeah. people are first-time businesses, how will they ever know what to watch out for if we don't teach them what to watch out for? Um, and no, it may it may be right that these people may be right in that. Well, we should mind our, mind our own business, keep scrolling. You know, mm-hmm. people can make their own decisions. That's true. But they also said that about some things that. Now, online, we're very heavily not allowing to happen because Mm -hmm. we know how bad it is, whether that's racism, whether that's bigotry, all of the different things that people did, you know, cults, all of the different things that people had to shout out about before they were stopped. This is no different. It isn't with anything in life. Unless we make people aware, it won't be stopped. Yeah. Do you think regulation in the industry is what's needed then? I hate that it is, but I think it might be. I've never believed in regulation in an industry simply because what regulation generally does is it ignores everybody's experience mm-hmm. and goes on how much they have paid yeah. to be regulated, basically. And mm-hmm. I don't love that. I think that, you know, even me when I started, I, I had no no qualifications then. It was all based on experience and I did a really good mm-hmm. job. If it was regulated, would have I have even started? I'm not sure. But I think there needs to be some rules and regulations about how we sell, not necessarily what we sell, but how we sell. Because, you know, there are people out there right now that are charging upwards of 50,000 pounds to give you six numbers that are the codes that if you say out loud, this special quantum code will unlock the manifesting universe for you to be able to get whatever (laughs) money you want. People are handing over that kind of money six numbers and in a normal world people would go this is yeah. ridiculous how is this allowed in yeah. we've got so used to kind of you know one thing that we kind of then go oh that's okay that's okay I understand how some people yeah. believe that but it goes up and up and up until we're so indoctrinated in it that we think this is
0: normal now yeah. and it, it's it just isn't and I think that's what feeds in like the such a bad reputation people think it's a scam it's a cult and what that's doing is removing all the goodness that some people out there are doing and that could benefit people's businesses and people's lives because it's surrounded by all this noise. I think that's one
1: of the biggest problems we've got there are consultants out there there are coaches that are brilliant there are people using NLP and hypnosis for such good there are Mm -hmm. really good things out there people teaching how to sell well all of those things are great but you know if a not let's just say that, and I think this will happen in the next six months a Netflix documentary comes out talking about the bad things in the coaching industry yeah that affects us all that doesn't yes. affect just the bad people in the coaching industry. that makes mm-hmm. them everybody go people online are bad yeah and that affects all of us and mm-hmm. so People who are doing like, I often get people who use NLP and hypnosis, for example, coming to me saying, I hate that you talk about this, because you saying that means that people are going to be like thinking that all NLP is bad and all hypnosis is bad. I'm like, you should be the ones that really want to eradicate this in your industry, yeah. much more than me, because they are going to think this about all of you, unless some of you stand up and say there is a right and a wrong way. Yeah, it absolutely. I'd rather ignore it and hope
0: it goes away. But it's a problem. It is a problem. Every nearly everybody I speak to, all my clients, have some opinion on the whole reputation or a comment of, it took me years to invest in here because I just didn't believe or I just didn't know if it was legit and things like that. And I think you mentioned earlier about we see some huge names still doing this these kind of practices. Do you think that when because people that are coming into the industry see the big names doing it they feel like then they have to do it or it's okay to do it or
1: I think that they think first of all that it's definitely okay to do it because if a big name is doing it and no one's stopping them yeah. then and it must be okay but I think more than that what's happened more recently is people think there is one way of doing things like new mm. people coming into this industry are thinking well you you know you have to use Fear tactics. How many people talk about get the pain point? You know that's what you're supposed to do. Talk about the pain point. You have to use trauma marketing. If you don't come into this, you're going to be alone, and it's not going to work for you. You have to use those things, but you don't. It's just that we're so used to it now that that's the only way being marketed. Yeah. There are other ways that you can do things. You saw this year, I did a multi-six-figure launch of a program without yeah. even using the the vaguest tiniest bits of FOMO marketing
0: like you know urgency or anything you don't have to use any of these things yeah and that was on my list to ask you about because there's other things like that you've you've intentionally and publicly done differently such as the launch of your podcast like you openly said we're not going to pay people to give us reviews we wanted if we're going to get to number one which you did in the business chart I want to do it ethically and you did and I think by you stepping out and doing this is showing people there's a different way the problem is the, the problem is there's so many people teaching and doing the other ways that it literally it's like a clone isn't it It depends which coach you go and work with they then clone the exact same practices then it goes deeper and deeper doesn't it it's called
1: the ripple effect and it can happen negatively and positively so whereas most like we have a podcast agency now because of what we did before that the every single podcast agent that you went to would tell you how to get a number one in a really unethical way mm-hmm. you know like don't worry about people listening to it just tell them all to to give you a review and a five stars anyway um yeah. in fact tell them that you'll you'll buy them things if they mm-hmm. do anyone that does you'll buy them things that isn't the way of, of mm-hmm. doing it instead get them to listen to it like we just said look i would love for you to give us a review but we really want you to listen to the podcast first Mm -hmm. because I don't want a review that's not real and it's still got to to number one like there are different ways of doing things but when the voices are so loud that are telling you there is one way of doing things there has to be another voice that Mm -hmm. starts up that says what about this way and some of the time if I'm honest I've gone around things the wrong way like by really wanting to be heard, by having this innate sense of unfairness that people were being conned, I have maybe not done it the right way. And it's it's actually rubbed people up the wrong way who I want to help because they're like, scared of being visible, for example, what if I get called out for doing things wrong, when actually, if you're in integrity, you never ever need to be scared for whatever you do. And if you're a person that, like I am, will openly admit when they've done something wrong, hold up their hands and go, do you know what? That didn't come out right. What I meant to do was this. What I meant to say was this. I I didn't want that to be manipulative. And it came across as, then no one's ever going to hold that against you. But Mm. people that get angry, the people that know what they're doing.
0: Yeah. And that's a worry, isn't it? That people intentionally mislead people and, it's just, it's heartbreaking listening to the stories of people that have suffered at the hands of these people. What is the future of the coaching industry if this doesn't change? Is it going to implode? Is it going to continue? What's your
1: thoughts? I think it's going to, I think we may be too late. I think it's going to implode itself. I Mm -hmm. think that um, regulation will possibly come in, but I don't even think that will stop everything. I just think that, By people intentionally doing what they're doing, the whole industry will implode because no one will trust it anymore. Enough people will have a story about how they were conned that it will get too far and wide. It's so easy now on social media for this to grow. Um, And so the problem with that is that, you know, the ripple effect will have the effect that no one will trust anyone. And the people Mm -hmm. who are doing things wrong at the moment and who know they are, they don't really care because they'll have their money by then. Yeah. So I've talked to a couple of people that, that know that what they are doing is manipulative. I've had really open conversations with them. And they've said, but it doesn't really matter for me. Because by then I'll have made my 20 million. Oh. And I think that's the problem. Like everyone's just caring about themselves when actually the coaching and the consulting industry isn't about us. It's no. about others. That's the whole point mm-hmm. of it. It's about helping others change yeah. their life. And, and yeah. I believe that you can do that and sleep at night.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you're a prime example of that, right? So if someone was wanting some coaching or come and use a coach, what advice would you give to somebody to kind of, before they invested their money? Well, first off, think about what you actually need.
1: Do you need a coach? Or, you know, I'm not a coach. I'm a consultant. Yeah. Do you need, what do you actually need? Rather than get swept away with the FOMO of Mm. all of the noise out there, what do you need in your business right now? What gap is there is the first thing I'd do. If they came to me and I thought I could help them, I would ask them what they were looking to get and then look at which of my programs worked. 50% or more of the time, I'm not the right person for someone and I turn them away. Mm. Because I know somebody that will be better than me at something. Um, so I would rather they go there. Because if we always have the client comes first in our head, no matter what, then we won't take people on that we know someone else is is yeah. going to do a better job for. Um, and actually, lots of people worry about that and say, yeah, but then I'm giving money away. I've never had a situation where that person hasn't told 20 other people about me. Yeah. And I've made the money a different way. So yeah. if you're in integrity, you will always make money um because you know voices spread and that's you know I've never had to use facebook ads because of that because mm-hmm. people generally will just talk about me whether they've worked with me or not because they know I'm in integrity with what I do but i just think that if you're looking for help with your business don't automatically assume first of all that you know which is the way talk to lots of different types mm-hmm. of people just coaches and see what the gap is maybe you need a sales trainer Mm-hmm. behalf of, you know yeah. that's how I deal with my business now I go where's the gap what is the knowledge that I need who has that knowledge yeah um, and then go to the person that is within your budget on that topic
0: yeah brilliant I totally agree for sure and finally like I genuinely never nearly came into this online industry because of the horror stories I'd heard and I was like how can I do it in a way that feels really good to me and it was kind of Coming across people like you, Lisa, that did so. As a final parting words, anyone listening that is a coach or a consultant that want to come into this space with integrity, what would you say to them? Do your due diligence and
1: follow the right people is the main thing. <laughs> um, and also, if you're already in the industry. And you kind of have this weird, unsettling feeling that you might be doing things in the wrong way because you've been taught to do things in a way that doesn't make you feel comfortable, that has made you feel a bit icky about how you're doing it. It's not too late to change how you do things. Like I've done things that I wish I hadn't done before because I was taught how to do them. I wouldn't do it again, um, but I didn't know any different. And I think it's all right to put our hands up and go, we didn't know. You know, I've made lots of mistakes. I've used lots of tactics I wouldn't use again um but we can only learn as we go along so don't like beat yourself up about it
0: just go how can I do things differently next time yeah wise words absolutely well thank you so much for coming and talking about this and I will share all your links in the short notes and yeah hopefully people can listen to this and know that there's a different way there is
1: a different way so yeah thank you for having
0: no thank you You have been listening to Thriving in Business with me, Kirsty Waite. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please do hit subscribe or leave a review. If you're looking for more help and support to build your amazing business, come and join my community. The link is below in the show notes. And I will see you next week for the next episode of Thriving in Business.